seven episodes. This is episode number seven of In the Bonus. Isis Young, Kim Adams, and myself, Megan Caffrey, are joining you tonight. No Lisa tonight, so it's just the Three Musketeers. (laughs) How's it going, ladies? It's going well. We're uh, basketball slowing down a little bit these next couple weeks with with finals, our student athletes and finals getting ready for the holidays, but still lots of excitement going on. We've got a lot to discuss. A lot of excitement. We have to before we get really into it, we have to talk about your weekend ice, the game you were at, the traveling you did, what you got to experience with women's basketball. Let's give the fans a little bit of a recap. Yeah, it's been a really good week. Um, So last week I had um, Toledo. I was in Toledo. First time ever being in Toledo. Um, I flew into Detroit and then had to drive about 45, 50 minutes to Toledo. So it's a little bit of like a lot because I guess people don't directly fly into Toledo. Um, But it was Michigan at Toledo women's basketball uh, on CBS Sports. Um, It was Toledo's first regular season game on national TV ever. Whoa. Ever. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think on one hand I was clapping and I was happy because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm happy to be here and be a part of this. It was a sellout crowd, seven plus 7,000 plus people. There was also a whiteout. So everyone was like synchronized. It looked great. Um, and then they performed well. I mean, they beat Michigan and had no problem and control the entire game up double digits, the entire game. I just was really thankful for like the community. It's really nice when you pop into like a basketball community, you know, and a lot of other schools, right. It's like football is King and then basketball and anything else is like underneath that. Um, but Toledo is a community where it's just basketball. Like that is what these people are here for. That is what they celebrate. Um, so I really enjoyed talking to head coach Trisha Collip. Um, she told me this story guys of how she went to the league and the coaches around the league saying, Hey, we are too good of a conference in the MAC to not get national games mm-hmm. as regular season games. And she said, it doesn't have to be us. Like we have a really good matchup against Michigan. They also beat Michigan last year when Michigan was nine and zero undefeated at number 14, in the country last year. So they beat them in Ann Arbor. So this game was home and then they beat them again. So they kind of have Michigan's number at this point. Yeah. Uh, but she told me the story of how she went to the other coaches and said, let's put together our best games of the season and see which one that we can push forward for a national game. Um, and it was between th- this game and then Ball State and Notre Dame that also wow. happened last week. Um, and so it just was really cool to be a part of history, but also like, oh, I hate that that's history. You know, like this is a team that has won multiple regular season championships. Like they were in the tournament last year. They've won games in the tournament. So it's like, how have we not seen them on national TV? Like they produce such a good product. Um, but we just got to keep pushing the game forward. But it was a really, really cool experience. Sounds like they'll be getting more games on TV. I hope so. I felt the same way. I think so. Yeah, I I felt the same way a couple weeks ago when I I had uh, Bowling Green was playing at Iowa. I was on that game. And um, is that – why am I blanking on the conference? Is that also the MAC? That's also the MAC, I think, right? Bowling Green – I think it's the Mac, but I felt the same way. I was like, this is such a fun way to play. We, the players were amazing to talk to. Um, they're really competitive teams. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've had that same way about some of these mid major teams and because some of the men's, the men's conferences get more games. We need to keep elevating the women's game, not just for the major conferences all the way down. So true. 
Ice, we need to know since I feel like we're always asking players whenever <laughs> they come on about eats and everything. Did yeah. You, was there a hot spot that you went to while you were there? Oh, great question. Um, so shout out to Mark Schindler, a um, friend of mine in WNBA, now that I have a hoodie on, in the W community, um, a writer, does such a good job covering women's basketball, college women's basketball as well. I put out a post on X um, to like all of my foodies. I do this before I travel anywhere. Like, hey, who's got suggestions on where we can eat? And so um, Mark Schindler suggested San Marcos, like a Mexican spot oh, downtown. Love. Um, and so, yeah, tacos before a game is always dope. It was also Taco Tuesday, so it was very fitting. Um, so, yeah, it was good food, good food out. I, I really like Toledo. It had a nice vibe. And the arena was beautiful. Oh, great good stuff. stuff. We love it. Kim, tell tell us what's what is exciting you in women's basketball now? What this past week really stood out to you? What what are you fancying right now? Yeah, well, I I think I'll keep it within the Big East for now. Um, there weren't too many shocking results nationally uh, this week. I was impressed by Utah's fight against South Carolina. Um, UNLV, a team that is on the rise, entered the rankings. They're undefeated. We may hint a Big East team that they're going to see uh, later this week. But in terms of the Big East, kind of a two-pronged answer here, I think it was a great week for UConn. Uh, we know that they have been been going through it, battling the ups and downs, different injury news, players in and out. Um, but I thought they had a really successful 2-0 and week they played against Ball State, which was a cool game because Nika Mule's sister was on the team. Um, what stands out to me yeah. about that game, really it seems that the chemistry is growing in terms of they know they have players that are not going to be with them, whether it's for a, a short amount of time, the full season in the case of AZ FUD. I'm, I'm starting to see more chemistry come from the UConn Huskies, and that includes the depth of players coming off the bench. So in the Ball State game, they had – five players in double figures as a team they shot 59 percent from the field and that was a 90 to 63 win and ball state the only losses they have are against uconn and notre dame so that is a solid ball state team um and then uconn turned around just a couple days ago and beat a uh, top 25 team in north carolina it was a little bit of a shaky tight first half and then they really looked good in that second half page was incredible 26 points 11 of 14 shooting and then we're seeing kind of a reawakening of Aaliyah Edwards I think um, we had mentioned mm -hmm. the couple games she had down in I believe it was the Cayman Islands um, she didn't have a great tournament down there I had a feeling that Gino was challenging her to bring more so she had a double double in that in that UNC win 16 points 11 rebounds so I think it was a great week for UConn I think that UNC game could have kind of been a make or break moment as much as you don't want to put too much pressure on one game, especially early in the season, but just how things have gone for them. I think that that win is going to take them far. Um, so then just kind of looking at the top tier of the Big East, which I'm considering the, the three teams that are ranked, starting with UConn at 17, Marquette at 19, they are still 9-0. and um, they had an impressive road win. They had to kind of eke one out at Illinois State. They had to pray a little bit. Illinois State had a wide <laughs> open three at the buzzer that, that would have given Marquette their first loss of the season. Sometimes you just need a little magic in the air. Um, so they win that one there at 19 in the poll. And then Creighton, 
they move up a couple spots. They had another a tough road game. They won at Wyoming. They are now seven and one. They've been cruising the last couple weeks. So I'm really liking how this top tier of the Big East is looking right now. You have three teams in the top 20. UConn looks like they're starting to figure things out a little bit. And Marquette and Creighton have really just been dominant. And that is setting up for what is a tremendous Big East opener. If you're watching this on Wednesday when it drops, the game is tonight. We have the Big East Conference opener, which also happens to be a top 20 showdown. Creighton visiting Marquette and we're going to throw it to ice here to give us a little bit of a deep dive on what we can expect in this big time matchup. Oh, I love this for the Big East. I love this. Um, this is the first time since 2012-2013 season that the Big East has three teams that are in the top 20. Mm. Um, it is just honestly strengthening the rest of the conference to get better and the conference to grow as a whole. So I'm excited for this matchup. Uh, and this matchup features two teams that have been tested in the regular season and are doing well. We talked about Mar Marquette, um, 9-0. and They've been soaring. Like, the Eagles have been soaring. I, I feel like they look like a well-oiled machine. There's no worries. Five players and four players that average double figures. One player that averages 9.5 points per game. I mean, their, their starting five has been very solid. Um, they're a team where you have to guard all five in order to win the game. Uh, and then on the other side for Creighton, I mean, it's the big three. Like, I, I don't, I feel like there's no bigger three that we know of right now than this big three. And Lauren Jensen, Emma Ronsick, and Morgan Molly. Um, those three guys combined for 51 points per game. Amazing. Like three players combined for 51 points per game. So in logic, you really think if we just stop one and let the other two do what they do, fine. But it's not going to work because that's happened before. Teams have decided like, oh, we're just going to key on a Morgan Molly. And then Emma Ronsick will have a double-double and Lauren Jensen will drop 30. And then you'll still lose the game. So here's what I'm going to say in terms of keys, like for both teams. For Creighton, it's all it, for Creighton, it's all about defense. We know that they can score at a high clip, but they have to make sure that they can defend. They have to limit penetration in the paint. Good things happen for the Golden Eagles when they get the ball in the paint and they can play inside out. So for me, for Creighton, it's like your defense has to travel right now. It's conference play. Your defense has to travel right now. Mm -hmm. And on the other side for Marquette, continue to get good shot selection offensively and take care of the ball. And then defensively, like own the boards. If they can make sure that Creighton is one and done and they can really command the paint, they'll be able to score in transition. Their, their game will flow because they have control of the tempo. That's really what Megan Duffy's teams do so well. They control the tempo. They get you to play their way. Uh, I'm so excited. I feel like it's two of the best calculated teams, two of the best coaches in this conference. Um, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm a couple of do I put couple them? just things to yeah, add okay. on. I'm like I'm very intrigued by like the individual matchups in this game. I'm intrigued to see how Marquette defends Morgan Molly specifically just cuz she has the ability to be an inside out player. She's really come into using her size inside, but I I, I want to know if if Liza Carlin is going to be matched up with her because Liza Carlin mm. brings probably even a little bit more size. I think Liza's six, two, um, another player that could go inside out. So if those two end up being matched up together, I'm looking forward to that. And then you really, when you're playing Marquette now, like defending Mackenzie hair on the three point line is a huge focus of what you have to do. And that's not really something that teams have, had to really key in on against Marquette in the last couple of years. Mackenzie had a, a really nice freshman year, but she has grown leaps and bounds. 
I forgot to look at the updated numbers, but at our podcast last week, she was leading the nation in percentage. Ice, it looks like you may have the latest numbers here. <laughs> I, I just know she's knocked down 35 triples on the season, which is almost at four game. Yeah. Like she's up, a there. Problem. she's up there with the national leaders. Um, so that is a huge focus for anyone defending Marquette. And then just, as you mentioned, I was like, the depth is very fascinating because it seems like Marquette has a little bit more scoring depth, but if you have like multiple players on Creighton that can get you 30, it kind of balances things out. So <laughs> I, this is maybe the matchup in the big East. I'm most looking forward to this season, Creighton and Marquette, and we are getting treated to it on opening night of big East play. So here's my question. Do I put you two Don't on the ask spot me to predict. And, and don't <laughs> do it. I, should I, should we have another, like, should this, I'd like to the, keep my job. Coffee ice cream live on. Like, should, should we have just a hot take on a couple, maybe not who like wins and loses, but I don't know, like, you know, give me a, a point range for a play or something like that. Or is this, are we getting into something very uh, <laughs> not allowed to do? <laughs> you want predictions, I, predictions, but just not the wins. I'm predict, I, I could get, I'm going to give a little bit of a take. I think Emma Ronsig yeah. is okay. going to have a huge game. I don't know why I'm just, I'm feeling Emma Ronsig. I think they have a good matchup for Morgan Molly, as I mentioned, um, they have good guards that can defend Laura Jensen, Rosen, Kumu. I think they could, I think Emma Ronsig is where they might be able to exploit a little bit. I would assume mm -hmm. it's going to be Franny Hottinger, Hottinger. Sorry. I still have to get that right. Uh, newer to the, Hottinger. newer to the big East, not familiar with, uh, the style of Creighton. So I'm not saying Creighton's winning the game. I'm not going as I'm not making a prediction, but something's telling me yeah. Emma Ronsick is going to have a big game in this one. So just an inclination. Like, are we thinking like 16 points plus or minus? Thinking it, I would say a 16 point double double. It's like 16 or Love greater. It. 16 or greater double double. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ice. We're going to get a little. Yeah. Cake? On the other side, um, I'm predicting that Rosen Kuma will have a good game. Um, I, I think Creighton has struggled with defending guards that are really good off the bounce, that do a good job, you know, getting in the lane. Um, and everyone knows that to focus on Jordan King. And everyone knows to focus on Mackenzie Hare. And so it's like, who could become your X factor? I think this is a game where Rose really controls the tempo, shares the love, and gets other people open good shots. Um, but honestly, like Meg, make no mistake about it. Whatever team plays defense, like it's, that, that, that's the game. Whatever team decides to show up and is committed to the defensive side of the basketball will win because both of these teams could score all day. Like Marquette leads the Big East in scoring 81 points per game. Creighton is 77 points per game. Like they're going to score the basketball, but what team is going to lock up and play defense? That's what I'd like to see. Love it. Love it. Well, and you know what? I love that you brought up defense. Ice because our guest on In the Bonus this week, guess what we talked to her about? Defense. We had the opportunity to talk with Providence's Olivia Olson. She chatted with us about defense for her specifically, for her team, and what the Friars are looking like this season. Let's listen in. The Friars went 2-0 and this past week, led by Olivia Olson, who joins us on In the Bonus right now. Liv, how are you doing? Let's hear, tell us the best thing that happened for you today on this Monday. Today? Um, yeah. I think it was just spending the day with my teammates, oh. watching some Christmas movies. I love it. Okay, I, I need to have a follow-up with that. Do we have a favorite Christmas movie? 
Ooh. Uh, that's a hard one. Um, I like um, the Christmas without Santa. It's the one where it's like the Christmas miser and um, yes, snow miser. Snow miser. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like I like those ones. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay, Liv. All right. I love it. Let's talk a little hoops. I, I, I would love to hear this past uh, week, you averaged just under 15 points a game. What's coming for you offensively, you know, this past week and even just this season? Um, definitely this season, working on being double teamed. Mm. Um, I think that's a big thing that uh, me and Coach Kylie, Coach Molly have been working on, and even during practice. Um, just our scout players, like double teaming me and me kicking it out and uh, bursting to the next block and just posting up there strong. Um, Olivia, just looking at this past week, you guys, you guys had a stretch where you went up against some really tough opponents. Um, I know you, you nearly had Penn State beat on their home floor. That was an impressive game. So to come back uh, last week with two wins, including the big rivalry win over Rhode Island, uh, what, what stood out to you about your team in, in that two-game stretch last week, also beating Yale? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what really stood out, um, especially this year compared to the previous years, is just fighting to come back. So obviously we were down a lot in the first quarter versus Penn State. Um, and I don't think in the previous years we would have had that fight to come back and be close with them. Um, again, with Rhode Island, we were down by maybe like four at half, I believe it was. Um, we had the fight to come back. And, yeah, I think that's really what's bursted our energy. I'm curious to know now, do you feel like you have the fight because of head coach Aaron Bath? Yeah, because she was someone that we were watching this season. Uh, we were excited, right, guys? I remember doing our first initial podcast and – she was a guest, and we were so excited to bring her to the league. Um, and so you mentioned this fight. Tell me what you you know like about playing for Coach Bath, what's been different in terms of the culture and how you guys are able to be successful right now. Yeah, I think the positive atmosphere um, is the biggest thing. Uh, she's positive on the court, off the court. Um, she's more like a friend than a coach, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, which is great. It's something that we really needed. Um, and I, she's the same whether I'm on a Zoom link with her um, talking in a group meeting or if we're in the gym or if we're talking one-on-one. -on -one. Like, she's going to be the same no matter what. So, What's maybe the biggest thing you've learned from her so far this season that might not even be basketball related? Um, I think just to have confidence. Uh, she tells us every day to have confidence in yourself, to have confidence in our teammates, our sisters. Um I think just to treat everybody fair. Um, yeah, just have a lot of confidence in yourself because it'll show on the court too. And Olivia, just to go back a little bit to you personally, mm -hmm. averaging 15 on the season, shooting 58%, just about eight rebounds per game. Those are all career highs for you in your junior season. I know you mentioned, yeah, to your, uh, kudos to that, first of all. Um, <laughs> you mentioned yeah, uh, working Liv. on, you know, dealing with double teams and how to attack that. What other areas of your personal development would you say have taken a leap this season and, and how was that able to happen? Um, one big thing that you guys may not know, you probably didn't know, but um, last year in the previous year, we did pack line defense. So I've been really working on changing my defense from pack line um, to Coach Aaron's defense. Um, that was a big step for me and as well as all my other teammates um, who were like, we were trained to do pack line. Um, that's what we've done all our college careers and stuff. So 
I think just changing my defense and being more of a um, going back to my high school, um, being more of like a help side, trying to get the blocks from, you know, going from help side to um, helping on the other side with like the blocks and stuff. Um, I think just re redoing that, reintroducing it to my game again. Um, that's been a really big thing. We love defensive improvement too. Yeah. I mean, not like, yeah, yes. we do. Liv, how have you seen your teammates get better in this short season? Just with different coach, like, are there any teammates that come to mind right away that they've been clicking on all cylinders recently and they've like pleasantly surprised everyone around them? Yeah. Um, I think everybody overall, to be honest with you, um, everybody's had that confidence boost from coach Aaron. And I mean, some people I want to point out from last year, you guys know, Emily, Bryn, um, Cammie Ludwig, you know, they've all had a big boost. Um, Emily and Bryn have really helped us in these past games. Um, I mean, they're, we're all the reason why we're winning is our confidence and um, how we've improved. So, How have you, Liv, stepped into more of a leadership role? Yeah, so, I mean, the previous years I haven't been um, much of a leader because I've had Janae and Alyssa Geary the past mm -hmm. year. Um, so I think now, uh, I think just being a leader by example um, is more of a leadership role for myself. Um, I'm not really a, uh, a talker as it comes to, like, leading people, I guess you could say. So <laughs> I think just leading by example and, yeah. Um, Olivia, I, I love okay. to hear these answers and especially with a new coach at the helm, who, as I said, we got to speak with coach bath at media day. And I could just, I could see her being somebody that does these kind of things. Have there been any, um, like activities or team bonding things that you guys have done off of the floor that were really fun or you think helps make a difference for, um, this start to the season? Yeah. So, um, like, so this year is what's been different for, for us. Um, we've been giving back more to the community. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that she really reflects upon a lot. Um, just giving back, you know, because you never know one day you might need, need it yourself. So, you know, giving back is being a good person overall. Mm. Very cool. Okay. I, love that. I have a less chill question. Do you, do you have like a coach bath impersonation? Like, is there one or one thing she, I feel like, is there one thing she always says that's kind of just a little her? Cause she had a few sayings for us when we were talking to her at media day. And I was like, Ooh, like oh, I need to take um, notes. Is, can I you mean, give me like an impersonation? Uh, I mean, she's, got, she's got a lot of energy. So um, <laughs> I, might, I might have to give you a couple of seconds. We can we or we can circle <laughs> you're back good, to it good. at the end. Yeah. That is yeah, something that's so true. Yeah. Why yeah. We, yeah. We'll add that before we your bonus. Time for in the bonus okay. Ladies? Okay. Or do we have any more question? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I have a, I have a que I have a, a personal <laughs> question first. Okay. I need to know this. So family is extremely important to you, Liv, yeah, and I know on your bio it was listed Ooh. that you enjoy to camp and fish. I mean, yeah. like, how did you get into camping and fishing? Do we have some really good stories from growing up of family vacations or what? <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm the only girl in, like, my family, like, my this part of this generation, all my cousins and stuff. So How many cousins <laughs> do you have? I have a lot of cousins. And you're the only girl? All, all boys besides besides one. But when this I was growing incredible. up, she wasn't born yet, so. Okay. Oh, yeah. goodness. So I'm like the oldest of all the boys in the family. Yeah. 
So um, my one of my cousins, um, him and my uncle, they own this camp, and um, we go there every summer. <laughs> um, me and the boy, all the boys, my uncles, my cousins, my brothers, we all go there. We have a fishing competition, and it's just nice, you know. Yeah. What's it? What? How do you win a fishing competition? Oh, like, what is it? Are the you weight of the fish, the number of fish? Yeah. I know nothing about fishing. <laughs> I think more of it's like how much you catch because at the end of the day we're just gonna uh, fly all of them (laughs) and cook all of them um so i guess whoever catches the most and the Mm -hmm. biggest one obviously gets a prize so do you have you cook the fish oh no no (laughs) no someone else does that no not me my uncle do you have a surprised fish that you've caught yet like do we have a can we get a size (sighs) biggest one my my brother he catches big ones um, I don't know. <laughs> <She was laughs> like, we need to, you to bring out the whopping fish me. right now. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. I love that. That is. Yeah, so I'm fun. a big family person. My oh. um, my parents they come to every single game. Like oh, even the away amazing. ones, my mom comes to every single game. So. All right. That's awesome. That's a blessing. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh, follow up. Follow up, Kim. I got this as we're as we're in the family because I love this too. With think speaking of family, your dad, basketball player himself, wore thirty one. You wear thirty one. How important was that when you got to choose your number to wear your dad's number? It was very important. Um, growing up, as you know, I played soccer, so thirty one was my number for everything. Um, high school, my dad wore the number thirty. So in high school, I wore the number thirty. Um, and now I'm in college. He wore the number 31 in college. I'm number 31 in college. So it's very important, you know, just to represent him and all the hard, hard work he's put in. And in high school, my brother, my, my two younger brothers are in high school. One of them wears number 30 and the other one's 31. So I love it. Yeah. All right. Now is it time, awesome. Meg? In the all right. We have our final <laughs> segment with, you, with all of our guests. It's called our in the bonus rapid fire. So basically it's five questions since you need five fouls to be in the bonus um, and ans- answer them however you want. And we may have a couple follow-ups too, as we go through okay. them. All right. Number one, favorite place to eat in Providence. Oh, um, Providence burger bar. Ooh, I f- I feel like Providence Ooh. is known for that Ooh. Italian. It is. I'm so Hill. I like that you went another way. Yes. I like that you went. And I'm way. Italian, so no. oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think it's just because I um we have a lot of memories there. Oh, what's your favorite thing mm-hmm. to order from the burger burger yeah. bar burger, burger bar? Um, I already. Heard. I get the PBB a double burger, double patty. Oh. Um. No pickles, no onions. I'm with no you. pickles. No pickles for no me. Pickle. No, not a pickle no person. All right. I love a pickle. We're, ladies, <laughs> we're adding this to our Big East <laughs> menu of trips. Yeah, that's okay. Amazing. Second one, something you are currently watching or reading or listening to, some content you're consuming. Hmm. Um, well, I always listen to my Machine Gun Kelly. It's my favorite artist. Oh. Really? I feel like Let's that's nerd anyway. Wow. Liv, come on. Girl. Nice. I love it. I you've been <laughs> up here for me. You just went even higher. I love that. I would say Meg just went crazy <laughs> on that right now. She like jumped almost in the tree. Oh, yeah, Meg. Love it. 
So Love. that's like the pregame hype oh, yeah. too. All day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's it's my alarm when I wake up in the morning. Kelly. Yeah, so oh, you must be <laughs> jumping out of bed. That's amazing. <laughs> if you guys haven't listened, like Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly is like, right? like punk rock. Like, yeah. so, yeah, like that's what you're. <laughs> I love that. That's what you Maybe wake if up. I to woke up to I, that, I would be able that. to get out of bed without hitting snooze multiple yeah. times. <laughs> we have to give it a try. What song? What song? I like, Not I like sure. the mainstream solo album. Um, the Take Us to My Downfall album. Those two are just my... Every every song in both those albums. Mm. Word for word. So is it like The Alarm? Um, is it one of those? Like, you is know it song? It's called Acting oh. Like That. Featuring Machine Gun Kelly. It like starts off with like the hardcore like drums. So yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's yeah. waking you up. Yeah. Good for you. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Number three. Favorite off day activity? I think just hanging out with my teammates uh, in our rooms. Aww. Watching a movie. Um, this time of the year, watch the movie. Have some hot chocolate. Yeah. I'm loving these yeah. Christmas vibes yes. right now. She showed us all her lights before we went live. They've got yeah. the Christmas movies. Hot cocoa. I love that. Oh, yeah. I feel like you guys, I need you guys to do like a TikTok. Like, you know, showing, right. like, getting everybody together and then making yeah, all at you. Right. I feel like that would be such yeah, cute yeah. content. Yeah. No, if yeah. You guys make one, we can, little TikTok. Maybe we can edit it please, into our episode. Okay. I'll let them know tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get cool. you guys you in the bonus. There we go. A little jingle bells right. in the background. Two questions left. Here we a go. You, you kind of already answered this with the fishing, but there might be something else. A talent or skill that you have outside of basketball? Um, oof. I think. Probably this is like really random. So I obviously played soccer growing up. Um, mm -hmm. I can head the ball really well, so I can do like a hundred some some odd headers in a row. Oh my god! Yeah. I don't think many people know that either. So that's awesome. It's too hey, bad Lisa's not on tonight. That's, Lisa's our other co-host who played soccer dope. at Marquette and does a ton of soccer coverage. She would be loving this right now. Oh, She'd really? have a million follow-ups. Oh, nice. What position did you play? Uh, I was center back, and then I got moved to defensive. Okay. I could with the height okay. and the headers, okay, like dope. you must awesome. just have been dominant out there. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you. Yeah, I was a striker, and I'd probably be a little scared of you running by you. So yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I got all the headers. Consider playing soccer at all instead of basketball in college? <laughs> yeah, until about until mm. I was in like tenth grade. Well, and that's the best like part. That. If you guys didn't know this, Kim and I about. Liv, Liv, you didn't start playing basketball until high school, correct? Or eighth grade. Wow. Eighth grade. Yeah, eighth grade, ninth, yeah. Like, come eighth on. Grade. That's, That's tough. amazing. It's tough. Glad we got you in the right sport. It's way more yeah, fun yeah, over yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our final in the bonus, rapid but not so rapid fire, because we always have lots of follow-ups. <laughs> All right, so it would be your it would be your two dream teammates to enter a three-on-three -three competition with. It could be any player in the world, men, women, dead or alive, as we always say. Ice has introduced <laughs> you. You could you could call up two teammates, and they will be there at the three-on-three -three tournament with you. Who would they be? Jeez, this is a hard one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is um, the one that requires yeah. a lot of thought. We I have know one. you're like the center. You could be maybe a little bit of a stretch four. Right. Um, so I have good one. shooter, good passer. One of them definitely would be Megan Herter. 
um, from last year, my best friend. Um, that's the reason I started playing basketball because her dad recruited me to play AU with her team, and then wow. we came to Providence together. That. Um, that's yeah, she knows how to find me the ball, and she just knows how I uh, maneuver as well as I know how she plays. So definitely her. And then, oh geez, um, <laughs> I don't know. Know. Could be a pro Somebody player. Probably, I probably need like a bigger person. You can take someone from the W. Like a, um, you can take someone. This is. Let's go with Shaq or something. There we go. Shaq. 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 Yeah. Okay. Hey. Okay. Have a little bit of fun while you're out there too. Funny yeah. dude. Yeah. Might as well be entertained. All right. That's yeah. a solid team. So you completed in the bonus. We do just have the asterisk question. If you've thought of a coach, Aaron Bath. Impression. You thought you were getting away with this one. <laughs> if you didn't, that's okay. Yeah. We, can just, we can circle back at one of your games or something. Did you live on the broadcast <laughs> post game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's. I mean, that sounds good to me. I'll, I'll try to write. I'll try to write it down. Liv could not. She took that out real fast. She was like, "All right, cool. I'm done." <laughs> Yep. Yep. I know I have you. I have you guys in early January. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna follow up at shoot around and say, "What do we got here?" Okay. Okay. I I promise I'll remember. I love it. Olivia Olson, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of In the Bonus. This was so fun. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Olivia. Thanks, Liv. Best of luck. Thanks. So I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I. I genuinely think I'm going to test having machine gun Kelly waking up in the morning. I just think, I just think I need to, I'm going to, I'm going to have a little machine gun Kelly be my alarm after that. That was great. What she was so great. So fun. Yeah. Just like a lot of surprises in that interview, different and kudos to you for digging up some research and, and digging on these topics. But I don't know many basketball players who are big into fishing that caught my eye and the soccer stuff is really fascinating when you think of just like a multi-sport athlete and and how that kind of can transform and and have like basketball players think in a different way in terms of other sports they played that was really cool to hear about yeah and i and and honestly to think soccer to basketball like complete opposites you're using (laughs) your feet and then you're using your hands (laughs) oh meg Meg, I feel like I could argue that, but we will never go home. Yeah, like we won't ever get to dinner. But there are tons of crossovers between soccer and basketball. See, that's what you get when my sister played soccer and I was just her goalie for her, a.k.a. it was target practice. Ooh, so oh. another episode, <laughs> another episode, Ice is going to debunk everything and give us all of the parallels. We're going to do that. <laughs> but. We do need to get into the games that we are looking forward to this upcoming weekend. A little bit of a quiet week. Kim, I know we we chatted about it a little bit earlier. You had mentioned, right? Ladies are in the classroom. But grinding. Ladies are studying. (laughs) Studying. But Saturday, Saturday they're out out of the classroom, and we've got some good ones on tap. Yeah, we have a a really great weekend queued up here. I'm going to mention three games involving Big East teams that I'm looking forward to. Two huge non-conference games. We're going to start with Saturday at noon at the XL Center. We're talking about the Huskies starting to figure things out. A 2-0 week last week. They have the number 18 Louisville, and I'm saying Louisville. I'm not putting on a fake accent. You know, this this is a Big East podcast. A lot of Northeasters. We we say Louisville. (laughs) 
The game is in Connecticut. Okay. Louisville is invading the XL Center uh, for a top 20 matchup there. That is on Big Fox at noon. And then love it. Another intriguing one for me. We talked about the Seton Hall Pirates last week, flying a little bit under the radar. Huge opportunity for Tony Bazella's Pirates. I forgot to write down the game time, but this is also on Saturday. Pirates are hosting the UNLV, I think they call them the Lady Running Rebels, who, you know, may not jump off the page at you, but they are actually undefeated. They moved into the AP Top 25 today at number 23. They are rolling through teams. I think they just beat Arizona and Oklahoma, like, easily. Mm -hmm. So this is a huge test for Seton Hall in terms of, where they fall in the Big East, where they fall on the national radar with NCAA tournament hopes. You want to get firmly on one side of the bubble in March? This would be a huge win for Seton Hall. So that is also Saturday. We'll get the game time for that. Um, that game's at 1 p.m. Eastern. Love it. Love yeah. it. Meg. Um, and then we mentioned Creighton Marquette on Wednesday. Uh, we got a couple of these Big East conference games peppered in here. They go back to conference play before uh, sorry, non-conference before we're fully into conference play at the end of the month. But big one, we have Villanova at St. John's at Madison Square Garden Saturday night. Why does this one specifically intrigue me? I think these are two teams that are in similar boats. Villanova and St. John's both had amazing years last year. They were in the top tier of the Big East. They had good success in the NCAA tournament. And then both of these teams lost a lot and have been a little bit inconsistent in non-conference play. They've had some tight wins, or they've had some tight losses, teams that you wouldn't expect them to lose to. Then they've had some nice wins. I would describe it as a little bit of this, specifically St. John's a little bit more so. Um, so this is a really fun matchup early on as well. Nova at St. John's at the Garden on Saturday night. That's going to tell us a little bit about how this league is going to start to stack up this year, I think. Hmm. And then how does the weekend wind down on Sunday, Ice? Wind down. I don't know if this is winding down because I just feel <laughs> no. like every time I feel like every time we talk about Creighton, they have a tough game. Yeah. And they have another tough game. This time it's against Drake. What do we know about Drake? I'll tell you something good. Drake scored 90 points against Iowa. That's number four, Iowa. That's the Caitlin Clark, Iowa, that we talk about all the time. Drake, a consistently very good mid-major program. I'm really excited. I think this reminds me of their matchup with Green Bay. Kim and I were talking about that earlier and then how they were able to bounce back in the Cancun Challenge. Um, I just feel like Creighton consistently has tough games this non-conference, but they've been winning and getting better. And then Georgetown takes on Wake Forest also on Sunday. Um, this is a good good challenge for Georgetown just to continue and build off of that momentum. Wake Forest, only three and seven. Um, they've lost to some teams that historically they should have beaten. And so I think they're having a rebuilding year. Um, and so it's going to be a good test for, for Georgetown to get a win there. Um, and then lastly, just national game, just to put your eye on number 10 Baylor and number 24 Miami. They're playing on Saturday. Um, that game at five o'clock, um, it's only on big 12 network and ESPN plus, but that's a very good matchup. I mean, um, I, I really like what Nikki Collin has been able to continue to do at Baylor after Kim Mulkey left and can, you know, bring in a new staff, retain players, continue to build. They're now number 10 in the country. And then same thing with Miami. I mean, an ACC team, I love to see them crack into the top 20, top 25. 
Um, and they had obviously a stellar year last year, Elite Eight. And so uh, good to see that they're um, back and uh, competing. So I feel like we've got a, a lot of games to go through for uh, the some the, the student break. Sorry. the What do you call this? School, Final school week? break? Finals week. I, yeah, my brain teams, escaping me. Those teams are still undefeated, too. So someone's getting their first loss. Baylor, Miami. DePaul came back and beat Miami. Impressive comeback. Demons, Blue Demons, maybe starting to take some strides here. Yeah. Are either of you on the call of any games this, this upcoming weekend? Week? I am back in action. I guess I'll highlight this game, too, on Sunday. Let's go! Uh, <laughs> it is Virginia Tech top twenty team visiting Rutgers. Rutgers just mm. Rutgers just played Indiana pretty tough. I think it was a ten point loss uh, over the weekend. So that's on FS1 Sunday. I want to say five thirty. So check out that Boom, one too. Baby. I'll be tuning in. Ice, are you anywhere? Um, I have a Princeton men's basketball Ooh. game. Um, game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I love going over there talking about Mitch Henderson and his team. Like, they're so fun to watch. High IQ basketball. Um, they've got a, a really good superstar having a breakout year, Matalaco. Um, so it's a local game for me. I get to drive 50 minutes, no airport, no suitcase, just me and my work, and knock out the game on Wednesday. But that's about it. I'm excited to watch all these games. This is honestly my catch-up week, um, the break I get before – Conference play, like we're really, really in it. Um, and so uh, I'm excited for just to watch some really good basketball. Mm -hmm. Same. I will have my booty posted all weekend long watching these games. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> wait. Hopefully it's disgusting outside so I don't feel guilty sitting inside watching hoops. Right? That's how we justify it. <laughs> Are you guys ready for my clothes? Yeah, also great Christmas. Are we the ready for your Christmas tree? The episode seven, wrap this up, right? I'm going to put it underneath my Christmas tree. How about that? Cute. Okay. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to In the Bonus by the Big East Conference on your preferred podcast listening platform, such as iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, Teaser, TuneIn, Radio Public, Pandora, Overcast, Odyssey, Samsung Podcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Simplecast, Apple Podcasts, as well as the Big East Conference YouTube page. And make sure to like, share, and review. You can also visit BigEast.com for more conference news and information. We'll see you next week for another episode of In the Bonus. Got the balloons! Am I working yet? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you guys are like, you guys are gonna be steady. <laughs>